0: It's Wednesday, May 4th, and this is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Global Gains, Tim Hansen, and from Motley Fool Asset Management, Bill Mann. Guys, good to see you. Howdy. Hi, Chris. Today we are talking big deals and hot IPOs. We are going to start with the big deals. ConAgra Foods has increased its bid to acquire RALCorp Holdings to nearly $5 billion, Billman Conangra made a bid for Railcorp in March that was rejected. They're back with a higher offer. They love their grape nuts. Well, I was going to say, what's going on here? I think
1: you're seeing – well. I mean, obviously, we've seen a lot of this, uh, you know, a lot of activity, and uh, and it's really strategic mergers and strategic acquisitions. And really, what it comes down to is that money is cheap. I mean, companies have been sitting on cash for for years now and generating nothing on it, and so. I think you're seeing a lot of companies just saying, "This is the you know this is the time when with the cheapest money we can, we're going to get bigger. We're going to get bigger. We're going to make sure that the other guy doesn't get this company that's uh, that's that's smaller." And you know, I, I I think you're going to see a lot more of it as long as rates stay as low as they are.
0: Tim, does this kind of thing historically work out when you know? The, I mean, the the bid was rejected in March. Um, they're back with uh, slightly more per share. Um, they got a nicer bouquet this time. Yeah, exactly. Cha- Change little... their cologne. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no more Dracar. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, you know, the thing is most
2: big mergers uh, fail or acquisitions fail because um, they're not integrated well. Uh, there are yeah. very few companies that are really good at, at acquisitions and about integrating them. One of them is Danaher, which is based in uh, D.C. I had the opportunity to talk to their integrations guy. And, 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 and their process, which they've documented over many, many years, is you know, multiple binders, you know, people in hats, directing things around. They're very careful about um, integrating companies. And, you know, as Bill said, a lot of these companies are going out looking to buy something big, uh, maybe for offensive or defensive business reasons. And, and you know, it's, it's like one of those things where... You plant the seed and you're excited, and then the, the big people go on to the next deal. And you know there's this there's this acquisitions integration team left behind wait, that, that wait, may wait. not succeed.
1: I, I want to know about. I want to hear about the hats. <laughs> there are people in hats. Is that so, really so the key? So this is the
2: secret to Danaher. Is hats. A, 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 Yeah, apparently they get. Are they a hat
1: company? No, no, no. But they put a
2: person in a bright orange hat in every department, and that's their that's their Danaher rep. And that person has a clipboard, and they literally field every stupid question that comes on from like as simple as you know, what, what is our new phone number? Like, how do we change the phone numbers yep. to, uh, you know, what do I do with these files? Where do they go? That sort of thing, to the bigger strategic questions. And, I mean, it's a really rote process, and I think that's why so many companies get it wrong. You know, it
1: makes some sense. the details. Yeah, I remember, uh, you know, when, when MCI had the, you know, the first battery of its troubles, you know, after it had bought company after company after company in the 90s, uh, a, a guy I knew who worked there said, MCI has forty-seven different billing systems right now because it hasn't integrated them. So you know, your phone caller, you know, your billing could have gone anywhere. It could have gone to you know, it 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 could have gone on a number of different platforms, and we haven't figured out how to integrate them yet, just because we haven't had time. So you know, I guess that makes some sense. But a hat, I mean, that's great. You got to be able to find the guy when you need them. You need you need a guy, but you know the other thing about you know the 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 people for whom these mergers tend to work out very well for is for top management. I mean, there's a very close correlation between how much they get paid and how big the company is that they run. So, there's that.
0: It remains to be seen if uh, ConAgra will, in fact, acquire RALCorp. But uh, in the meantime, let's engage in a little reckless speculation about other... My favorite kind of speculation. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. uh, Let me spot you up with some potential... I like wanton
1: speculation (laughs) slightly
0: better, but reckless is good, too. Uh, Let me spot you up with a Couple of potential acquisitions. You tell me your gut reaction um, if you think it makes sense. Uh, let's start with Google acquiring Twitter. They tried. Let's say they come back with with you know more cash. What do you think, Bill? You know, I,
1: I'd, I'd say at the at the right price that would be a, a good acquisition for them. I mean, Twitter hasn't really figured out what its business is, but Google's pretty good at collecting. You know, is 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 pretty good at developing businesses from simply you know, eyeballs and, you know, to take a 90s term. Tim?
2: Yeah, Twitter is a platform. Google can serve ads to pretty much any any platform. If they set their sights on that platform, I think they could they could uh, get some money out of it. You know, the question with Twitter, though, is is its, is its momentum as a business slowing down? Yeah. You know, a lot of those accounts die on the vine pretty quickly after they're opened and it's not public and there's not a lot of good data about the platform. So, um, I, I'd say it would make sense now, but I'd want to see some more information about whether or not where Twitter is going to be in five different years. Now o- Osama
1: bin Laden has been shot, so they can't have that juice again. <laughs> <laughs> a huge
2: rise. It's all in...
1: right. Justin Bieber will do something one of these days. <laughs> exactly. they'll, they'll get it all back. Uh, Justin Bieber is the next Osama bin Laden. Is that what you're going with here? <laughs> uh, I think we've taken a That's not a, a moral turn. equivocation, but you know, from a Twitter standpoint, I think <laughs> – <laughs> Beaver is better
2: known, which is a shocking and sad statement about our society. But there are many shocking and sta- sad <laughs> statements about our society.
0: All right, Tim, a couple of Motley Fool recommended stocks here. What about Amazon acquiring Netflix?
2: I would say Speculate
0: that, recklessly that doesn't
2: make a lot of sense because what Netflix would bring to Amazon would be content deals. And I don't see why Amazon couldn't go out and negotiate those themselves. Um, they obviously are starting from a, a position that's a little, little – they're a little behind in the race right now, um, but they've obviously got plenty of money, plenty of heft, and all those Netflix customers are probably Amazon customers too. They probably have all the same credit card numbers. Yeah,
1: I'm going to say – I actually am going to say no also, just really given given the price. I mean, Amazon's got a couple of shots at trying to develop it the, themselves. and. They could probably go after Netflix at any point over the next five years. You know, so why not give it a shot themselves? Because you know, as Tim said, they've got a lot of the same data.
0: All right, Bill, two more Motley Fool recommended stocks. Apple acquiring Disney. What do you think? Oh man, Apple owning the princesses. <laughs> My God. I'm
1: gonna say no. But I don't really know. Well, I'll tell you exactly why I say no, because Apple actually at this point has been very good about being a neutral platform. They don't own much content. And the moment they own content, think about the implications for the App Store. You know, NBC is in there. Uh, you know, Fox is in there. And yep. suddenly they are directly competing. And I think that's a problem.
0: You agree with that? Tim? I agree.
1: With, I agree with the same reasons. You know. Thank you, Tim.
2: <laughs> you know, Bill, sometimes we do agree. <laughs> Um, I, you know the thing is when the the platform owns the content as bill said there's there 's biases and i 'm not sure the consumers on the platform want those biases inherent um, yeah. obviously Time warner and AOL famously thought they could they could reap you know so many rewards from combining platform and content you know back at the, any minute now. at the turn of the century <laughs> <laughs> and it just you know it doesn 't work out I, I you know and Comcast might learn that also um, now with their with their NBC yeah. acquisition it, I, I think those are the things that make sense on the drawing board and you can idealize all these synergies but then when you actually get out there in the world of customer demand i want to be able to watch what i want to watch
1: i do want to say that uh, this was actually the first time i've heard someone refer to that as the turn of the century i guess we have actually reached the equilibrium where what would you call it i don't know but <laughs> i mean for
0: forever well, ben, bill, uh, bill and i are older for us <laughs> the turn of the century <laughs> <What? was laughs> 1900, that only happened once. back in
1: back in aught six <laughs> It it, it was pretty biting to say the turn of the century, because that feels a long time.
0: Moving on. Analysts had high expectations for Green Mountain Coffee Roaster's latest quarterly earnings. And Green Mountain crushed those expectations <laughs> and the shorts. First quarter sales and earnings more than doubled. Stock is up close to twenty percent today. Uh, Bill, this is uh, Motley Fool recommended stock. Shareholders are they're having
1: a good day. They're having a great day. And uh, you know who's not having a great day? This is one of the most shorted companies on you know on, on the on the Nasdaq. It has just an enormous short interest. And the case against. Green Mountain has been to me a rather good one, but I mean, when you have a company that's growing like this, I mean, growth, especially in the short term, trumps everything. And so, for me, I mean, congratulations! I mean, to you know, to have to to have uh, lived up to those very high expectations and then
0: some. Tim, do you pay attention to short interest? Is that something as an investor when you're looking at a stock that you Care about? Is that a red flag or is it just it's it's secondary or tertiary to you?
2: Sometimes. I mean, if, if a stock has high short interest, you know, I'll definitely go the extra mile to figure out why. You know, yeah. why are people shorting the stock? And if you can't rebut the point, um, that probably means you don't know enough to make an intelligent investment. You know, in the case of Green Mountain, for example, you know, the, the people shorting the stock had some concerns about cash flow and they had some concerns about patent expi- uh, expiration. Yeah. And accounting. And accounting. Which, yeah. um, You know, and at the end of the day, it, it, was a, it was a tough situation because ultimately Green Mountain seems to have outgrown those concerns on the top line. That doesn't mean they won't come home to roost eventually. Yeah. But the danger with shorting is that you've got a limited time frame for your thesis to play out due to the various machinations of the shorting market. And, you know, patent worries two years out you know, unfortunately, those don't matter today when the yeah. revenue growth is so Yeah, severe.
1: and as
0: it moves against you, the bigger your risk becomes because it becomes a larger portion of your portfolio. Moving on to the hot IPOs portion of the podcast. Speaking of coffee, news this morning that Dunkin' Brands, the parent company of Dunkin' Donuts, has officially filed to go public, planning to sell 400 million worth of shares Time to make the donuts. Uh, yeah, I'm tempted. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. As someone from the Northeast, uh, Dunkin' Donuts is Don't very— Don't fall in love with your stocks, Chris. I'm, I'm trying not to because I remember um, how it played out for Krispy Kreme, and uh, that didn't work out so well. Bill, what do you think?
1: Well, Krispy Kreme was a very different situation in that they were— uh, th- th- they tried to grow very quickly. And you know and, and at the end of the day, the economics for, for Krispy Kreme— were bad. I mean, it, you know, Krispy Kreme is north is from North Carolina where I grew up and my hometown, my area has about a million people and they have one Krispy Kreme. We have dozens of Dunkin Donuts, so it's a very different type of company. And Dunkin Donuts is, you know, is a lot more conservative and you know, we'll see what they do with the money, but I, you know, I I welcome you know, the opportunity to uh, to analyze Dunkin' Donuts and to, you know, and, to, and to back
0: them. And to do some on-the-ground research at a Dunkin' Plenty
1: Donuts. Plenty. <laughs> right.
0: More All right. research. That, that is a future IPO. Today we have a real IPO, and that's Renren, Ren, the largest social networking site in China. Tim, shares started at 14, quickly popped to more than 21. Um, as of this taping, I, I believe it's in, the, in sort of the high teens, what are your thoughts on RenRen? Ren? This is
2: crazy, Chris.
0: <laughs> it's it's crazy. I mean, what do you really think? We've talked about some of this stuff in the
2: past with the the Yoku.com IPO, which was crazy, yep. and the Dang DangDang Ac- IPO, which was crazy. And this might be one of the most crazy of all. And the reason I say that is because of the, the corporate structure at RenRen. RenRen, um, Ren, which loosely translates to everyone or many people. People, people. People, people, literally. Um is supposedly the Facebook of China, but you know it doesn't have nearly the same competitive position in in the Chinese market as as Facebook does here. There are a number of competitors, some of which are uh, clearly more innovative. Um, but the thing that investors should be worried about is the corporate structure. When you buy shares of Renren, you're buying shares of a holding company that doesn't actually own anything. Rather, they have a contract with an operating company in China whereby the operating company in China has just agreed to let Rembrandt's holding company accrue all the economic benefits, to the extent there are any, of Rembrandt's business. But A, good luck getting that contract <laughs> ever enforced if they were to be in default of it. And B, the owner of the underlying um, uh, operating company is. This, the the wife of the CEO of the holding company. I have no idea
1: why they set it up this way. Tim, we're going to need a Venn diagram. For yeah, now. this is. <laughs>
2: yeah. If, if you've lost interest right now,
0: don't buy that's shares. Right. Of the <laughs> that's That's a sign. <laughs> and yet, it is one of the most heavily traded stocks on the New York Stock well, Exchange. it's got pixie
1: dust in its name. I mean, it's you know, it's it's, it's the it's, Facebook of China. Exactly. I mean, Chinese internet companies, as Tim mentioned, have gone crazy this year, and people don't want to miss out, but.
2: Yeah, there's a huge overlaying or underlying question with the sector, which is that right now in China, all of these internet companies are basically copycats of things they've seen in the West. Protected but, though, and the reason they've succeeded is because the Chinese government has allowed, has protected them, and enabled them to, to thrive. They blocked Google, they blocked Facebook, they blocked Twitter. So is it really surprising that comparables to those have all sprung up in China? Yeah. What happens, I mean, if you're investing in China today, it seems to me, I don't know if Bill agrees with this, if you're investing in China today, it means that you think the country is going to be more open politically and economically down the line. Because if you think it's going to stay the same or you think it's going to get worse, it's really not worth the risk of putting your money there. So uh, if you believe that statement and you're investing in China because of it, there's no reason you should be investing in these protected companies because for Baidu or for Renren or for Weibo, which is owned by Sina, competition is coming, and that competition is better, bigger, and more innovative.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the same time, you do have – I mean, you – people made the same argument about oh well, not that it was a closed market but people made the same arguments about Amazon that they could be you know that they could be outcompeted that they didn't have a real uh competitive advantage over the longer term but there is something to be said with being you know with 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 being the only game in town as the time you know during the time that uh that the markets are developing and maturing which you can which you could easily say is happening uh, you know like gangbusters in in China at the moment but I wouldn't I wouldn't touch these kinds of companies. No, not at these valuations. I mean, when everybody hates them maybe we'll look at them, but that's that's certainly not happening.
0: Wall Street Journal reported this week that Facebook is on track for 2 billion in earnings this year, enough to justify a valuation of 100 billion when it goes public.
2: Actually, Chris, I believe it would justify a valuation of infinity. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) exactly.
1: Multiple is applied. (laughs) Yeah, correct that. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) On a price to zip code ratio, they're still cheap.
0: I mean, is, are we going to see this renren uh, Ren scenario play out next year? Uh, if, as expected, next year Facebook goes public,
1: man, as someone who was so spectacularly wrong when Google came public, I mean, it was very negative about Google when it when it came public several years ago, given the valuation. But Google didn't come public at a hundred billion dollars. I mean, you are talking about you are talking about something where even for a company like Facebook that has some of those similar dynamics, that's a lot that has to go right.
0: Um one other thing we should mention about Renren uh the uh head of the audit committee for Renren resigned yesterday. Um so not not a particularly bullish Apparently sign. Apparently no one noticed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Apparently not a yeah, not not a bullish sign when your uh the head of your audit committee resigns the day before your IPO. And uh, they ju- and they also adjusted
2: a number um, in their prospectus relating to traffic. So <laughs>
1: Took off some zeros. (laughs) Went
0: down. You don't adjust those numbers up usually. Bill Mann, Tim Hansen, Guys, thanks for being here. Thanks, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about. Don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. We are off until Monday. We've got the Motley Fool's annual meeting, so you'll have to sit tight until Monday. Uh, But check out Motley Fool Money on iTunes, on radio stations across America this weekend. Our producer is Matt Greer. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.